0: We made it to the start of the college football season. Welcome to Law of the Wolf. I'm your host, Joe Giglio. Joining me this week is going to be former Wolfpack kicker Austin Herbert. Austin kicked for NC State from 2000 to 2003. You might remember they had a somewhat famous, legendary quarterback for those four seasons. Have some great stories with Austin to go over this week. But first, we'd like to get into some football for this. Season and, and one of the main reasons I have Austin on this week is to talk about kicking. Because I, I think one of the things we're kind of overlooking for NC State this season is the loss of Chris Dunn. After five years, Chris Dunn had a record-setting career, won the Lou Groza Award last year for the Wolfpack, actually won a couple of games for NC State with his field goal kicking. Uh, I, I think that's going to be difficult. And I know they added Br- uh, Braden Narvison in the transfer portal. I do think that is good to get an experienced kicker. I, I hope all things work out there, but it's tough. I mentioned Phillip Rivers. Replacing somebody like that was tough. Uh, replacing Dunn, who, I like I said, owns every like career and season record now for NC State kicking there is. That's going to be tough, especially if you remember the earlier days under Dave Doran. So Thursday night, NC State goes to Connecticut. They'll play 3- 7.30. At East Harford, UConn, after one year of Jim Mora, is a different team than the one that we saw here in Raleigh last year. Last year, State won 41-10. to 10, Scored on the very first play of the game. Deep shot to Thayer Thomas. Kind of set the tone for the whole night. State wins a laugher 41-10. to 10. Well, UConn turned around. They beat a good Fresno team that year. They also turned around and beat Boston College, who NC State could not. Uh, to finish their regular season at six and six and reach a bowl game under Mora. Uh, huge accomplishment for UConn, who's now an independent in football. So I, I expect there to be some excitement by the Huskies on Thursday night. I expect them to fight, certainly more than the 31-point gap that we saw last year. Line for this game is 15 points. Seems seems a little high. Might, might even be right on the number. I could see state winning by two scores. But not sure they're going to cover that 15. Uh, It's going to be difficult for them. I do expect NC State to win. But my biggest question for NC State this year is not about Braden Armisen. It is not about the defense, which I think will be fine under Tony Gibson, even though they lost a lot of production from last year's team. Uh, Having Peyton Wilson back certainly helps. Aiden White, All-American from last year, certainly helps. Shouts to uh, one, since we're interviewing one carry legend on this program, shouts to another now. Daven Van gets the number one jersey uh, defensive and well-deserved, if you don't know, in the in the Dave Doran tenure here. He's turned the number one jersey into an honor as a team leader. And we've seen Isaiah Moore wear it. We've seen Jalen Samuels wear it. Now we will see Van wear it this season. So I'm not worried about the defense. I'm not worried about quarterback Brendan Armstrong, who was off last year at Virginia. Off, meaning his production was down. Virginia had a terrible year. Uh, that happens, and his entire offensive line was overturned. It was a whole new coaching staff. That happens. Um, he struggled. His production fell off a cliff, and I get it. There's there's reasons for that. That's not to absolve Armstrong for all of it. Uh, certainly, anytime you're still playing, you can do something about your situation. But I do expect Armstrong now in his sixth year and reunited with offensive coordinator Robert Anai to be just fine, even better than league average. I I, I think he's going to have a fine year. My concern though is with Anai and Dave Dorn. And in, in this sense, I say concern. We've now have 10 years of data with, with Dave, who was a defensive assistant. That's where he cut his teeth before getting the Northern Illinois job in 2010. Okay. So you're looking at a guy who came from the defensive side was at Wisconsin where he was kind of made his name before getting that northern Illinois job and, and helping Northern Illinois get to the Orange Bowl in 2012 so you're you're talking about a guy who's probably inclined to as we've seen run the football and, and play defense and maybe be a little bit conservative he's had three different offensive coordinators in his 10 seasons and i wrote about this for saturday road if you're not familiar with saturday road shouts to my man chris wright he used to be one of my editors at the news and observer i've started writing for him this year i'll do a, a weekly nc state take a weekly acc take for chris happy to be working with brett freelander who regularly covers the triangle teams for chris on saturday road so check that out I uh, appreciate you guys following along and reading along, as you know, for, for 24 years. That's how I made first 24 years of my career. That's how I made my living as a writer. So check that out, Saturdayroad.com. And, and what I wrote about this week for the opener is I want to see what Dave Doran lets Robert and I do. And by that I mean there there has been an identity for NC State to be and, and for Dave Doran, given his background, to be slightly conservative, to try to run the ball and, and try to win. With his defense, Uh, special teams, obviously, with Dunn, was a huge bonus. So my question is going to be, how will Doran let Anai operate? Uh, If you look, and here's a chart that I'll post for you. If you look in his first three years, we had Matt Canada. This was a team, you know, first year, fine, we'll throw it out. 14, totally balanced, 204 yards per game on the ground, 204 in the air, 30 points per game. Not bad. Um, 15, you you had the year where Jay Sam had the clean jersey and no one else was dirt, everyone else was dirty from the Mississippi State Bowl game. Uh Matt Canada was told thanks for no thanks, but no thanks. It's not me, it's you. And he ends up going to uh, Maryland or Pitt, one of the two. And now Eli Drinkwitz comes in for the three years with Ryan Finley. You see a passing offense that peaks in 2018 with 313 passing yards per game. That was eighth in the FBS, eighth in the country. So that was a high watermark under Dave Doran. Then uh, Tim Beck for three years. Well, we had we had uh, Des Kitchings, who was actually Brendan Armstrong's offensive coordinator last year at Virginia for one year. Then we had Tim Beck for three years. And I thought Beck did a really good job his first two years in particular. I thought he um, inherited a situation after 19 where State was four and eight and they have really needed some new ideas. And I think he, he got them there. Uh, I thought last year was a real struggle in terms of predictability, in terms of complacency, in terms of a lot of their pass routes and pass combinations were sending a guy on the outside, maybe Thayer, um, maybe Devin Carter, and saying, Hey, go beat your guy. And I I think we've advanced it past that a little bit. And that's where I want to see where what Doran's gonna let Robert and I do as a play caller. So That's the real question for me heading into this season. What will Anai do? How will he help Brendan Armstrong kind of get back to his form from the 2021 season? How will he use the playmakers that, you know, didn't exactly flash in the spring? Keon Lassane, I do expect to be one of those veteran players who has a really good year. I think Trent Penix, if he could stay healthy, is a gadget, uh, change of pace kind of guy who we've seen Anai use in his past. I think that will help. But. Ultimately, the receivers are the ones that are going to have to step up. And Anthony Smith, a Terrell Timmons, um, Juice Farine, a young guy who's a tight end, but has some size. Uh, Bradley Rosner, the transfer from Rice, who had 10 touchdowns last year, but is a skinny guy, but is very athletic. So it would be interesting to see how some of those bigger targets develop. Another one that we've seen from now day one in the starting lineup is Kevin Concepcion in the slot And I, I they have big designs and plans for Concepcion I think he is going to have an outstanding season the question is again what will Dave let Anai do and I think the dynamic there is different obviously than you know Matt Canada that first year first three years different from Drinkwitz who was younger at the time remember Des Kitchens that was a co coordinator situation if you don't remember with George McDonald but Des was the one actually calling the plays it was it was a too many cooks in the kitchen type deal and then tim beck like i said two of the three years outstanding last year difficult circumstances with four different quarterbacks but a struggle nonetheless so a nice background if you don't know was with bronco mendenhall at byu and then virginia mendenhall then decided to abruptly kind of retire nobody knew what was going on he retires left virginia in a bit of a lurch and then Anai ends up at Syracuse last year. And I think one of the things that really impressed Dave was playing against Syracuse and trying to scheme for Robert and I and trying to prepare for Robert and I. And I think that's the kind of thing as a defensive coach that can help you. You're like, hey, now who have we played against that gave us fits? And I think if he keeps that mindset, I think this offense is going to be just fine. So let me give you a uh, score prediction before we get into this conversation with Austin Herbert. Let's go. They scored 41 last year um let's go 27 14 Uh, i think state wins i don't think they cover i'm going 27 14 on thursday night that's we'll see we'll see how that goes uh usually my radar is pretty good usually in these situations too if you don't know with dave doran when his teams play teams from a lower from the group of five they usually win they usually have more talent it's usually a situation that sets up well for them as long as UConn doesn't pull a UMass on us and have 15 power five transfers and a and a super secret Clemson sleeper agent playing quarterback, I think State wins this game. I think their defense shows out too. I think it's a 27-14 Wolfpack win. Now, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into that conversation with Austin Herbert. Appreciate everyone for checking us out this week. Check us out all season long, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. Or if you're on the YouTubes, hit that subscribe right there. Let me find the camera. Hit that subscribe right there. Appreciate you guys. And, of course, when we rate, it's positive vibes only. Five stars only. We have a new sponsor for college football season. I'm ecstatic to welcome Wings Over Raleigh. Wings Over Raleigh, right there on Hillsborough Street, right across from University Towers. Ryan valley learn the name learn the place i put you on those steak and cheese sandwiches i put you on the best pizza in raleigh this is the spot wings over go check them out at wingsover.com. football season equals wings season you can't have one without the other get all of your tailgate needs heck if it's just a monday night game and you're trying to watch the game without trying to go out to dinner or anything else you just want to eat some wings and watch a game Wings Over is your spot. Wings Over Raleigh, right there on Hillsborough Street, 2900, right across from University Towers. Even better, order that food online. Ryan, Malley's crew has got you. They're going to take care of you. Get the sweet, chili wings. That's my official recommendation. Welcome to the OG. Welcome to Law of the Wolf, to Wings Over Raleigh. Welcome them by going and checking them out at wingsover.com. From our newest sponsor to our oldest sponsor, or should I say the OG OG, Hayes Lancaster Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, year three for an NC State podcast for me, year three for that support from Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, Hayes Lancaster. You'll see him there in the RV lot. There's a reason. His business, they know what they're doing. You're trying to get rid of those bugs inside the house. Got it. Outside the house. Got it. Maybe you got mice in the attic. Get rid of those too. Underneath the house, though, take a look. You don't want mold. You don't want mildew. That 360 moisture barrier. Game changer. Go check them out at BugsBite.com. Learn all the services that they have at Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Tell them the law of the wolf sent you. Joining me now on the Heistar Automotive Group Line in person, hey, hey, Austin Herbert. Carry legend, for sure.
1: What about legend.
0: Mortgage legend, for sure. <laughs> Wolfpack. Yes. Wolfpack legend.
1: Wolfpack.
0: Austin Herbert. Um, so, Joe Ovius was in the studio before, and he was like, what years were you at NC State? And I'm like, he was there. You know, some people refer to them as the Philip Rivers years.
1: That's all I say. Yeah. The years don't matter, but Rivers... <laughs> Anybody can resonate with the Rivers
0: era. But for those of us, even that have tangential imp blood in us, they're not the Philip Rivers years. Ooh. They're the Austin Herbert years. Oh,
1: whoa, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: 2000.
1: Kicker punter. Nobody remembers
0: that guy. Oh, come on, man. You got to be one of the last to do it. Definitely at State, you're the last to do it. But I, you I'm know, saying Power Five, uh, there can't be that many kicker punters running around. There's
1: not a lot of us. Yeah. It's a weird weird deal to swing legs both ways you know <clears throat> so, punt a
0: little different so you punted all four years for nc state zero zero to 0-3. yes they just so happen to overlap with a certain legendary quarterback uh you kicked two of those years too yep. which yep. is the purpose i have for you on this podcast this week that's why i wanted you to join me here on the law of the wolf nc state getting ready to open up the season against uconn it is the first time since 2017 that chris dunn will not be the kicker for NC state.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: (laughs) Chris had a five-year run. He was the Lou Groza award winner last year, missed only one field goal attempt. Uh, I give him almost sole credit for the Florida state win last season. He was uh, amazing in that game. And I think when people start thinking about, well, what's different between 2022 and 2023 for NC state, or what's going to be different, I should say, I I think of Chris and I'm curious, uh, as someone who kicked there, as someone who obviously still pays attention to NC State, as someone who understands the pressure of kicking as well, I'm curious, y- your take on on how State can replace someone like Chris and, and what's it going to take to replace Chris? Yeah. Well,
1: first, Joe, thanks for having me on. Big fan. Big fan of the show. So glad to be here.
0: Major. Major. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you coming downtown. Appreciate you putting up all my – technical difficulties. I mean, it's it's a thing. When this is not here, it's definitely a thing.
1: Yeah, might've taken us an hour or so, but hey, ah, here, here I mean, we it's... are, here we are. We're, 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 we're
0: Who's up. counting?
1: So man, I'll tell you what, big shoes to fill. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, Braden Narvison. Braden's mm-hmm. got, uh, thankfully some years under his belt. He, he's he got some-
0: Not coming in cold, not a true exactly freshman, right? Western yeah. Kentucky transfer, so that mm-hmm. there's that. He has yeah. some experience. But as you'll probably tell me, there's a difference between kicking at Cary High in front of a 1,000 people and that kicking nice. at Carter-Finley Stadium with 58,000 people.
1: That's a big difference.
0: Or Death Valley with 80,000 people. Or, cameras you know, on, Campbell everything. Stadium with 80,000 people. And cameras on and all those other good things. So big shoes to fill. What what would you like to see out of uh Narbison this year? I, I just
1: want to see some early success. You know, we, we got – a, a new guy in get meshing with his snapper and holder, see some some good, con- consistent, quick operation, you know, not at risk of getting kicks blocked. And if he can get some some clean kicks off against UConn and, and you know, hopefully against uh, Notre Dame too, you know, we can start the season on a strong point and, and uh, you know, con- continue on early success because that, that's what's key. It's a mental game for kickers all day, every day. You know, there's... All kinds of factors, and, and those factors, when you're in front of 58,000 roaring fans, you know any little slight hesitation you've got mentally is going to show full force. So early so, success is
0: key. Yeah, sticking with Chris, I never thought of him as like having the biggest leg in the history of the world, but maybe the confidence, perhaps, was the key to his success.
1: Poise, man, you, you could just see it, see it in him and his, his form from from warm up through follow through. You know, he's out there. His pre-kick routine was the same thing every single time, and um, you know, he he had respect for his teammates, which to me is an indication he was a you know a, a off-the-field leader too, of sorts, as much as a kicker can be. <laughs> so yeah, poised, confidence. Um, you know, he he was full package, and and you know, hopefully he's gonna make a run here if he, he gets on a team with his NFL career going. His leg strength though, that that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. In college man he's epic he's just a legend in nc state will forever hold plenty of records
0: if you're chris and you have all of the records that he has i think you still take the onside kick against carolina from 21 though right as the career highlight
1: yeah all day man <laughs> i mean <laughs> he recovered his, his own his track. own
0: <laughs> and it was don't you know they don't win the game without that yeah
1: you know, everybody loves to hate on a kicker until that's going to say until, until you make a, a game saving or, or a game one kick
0: were you someone who wanted the coach to talk to you before a kick? Were you someone who wanted your uh, holder to talk to you or maybe Danny Young, your long snapper to talk to you? What was your approach I, before you went out there and kicked? Did you just want to be left alone? No, no, no.
1: I, I was I was not the most poised uh, of kickers, man. <laughs> I, I was always in the game, ripping, roaring, screaming, just I'm a still, still adrenaline junkie, but man, you know, I, I, my, my head was in the game the whole time I was on the sideline just screaming and yelling and, and, and all about it. So if, if my guys try to leave me alone before a, a kick, it, it's, that would mess with me. <laughs> so
0: Did was, it help for you, though, that that you punted, too, so that you were involved in the game? You weren't just on the field for those, what, you know, four snaps a game?
1: Definitely, yeah. Yeah, the more you're on the field, the more fresh you are, fluid you are, and, you know, you're you're, you're in the game, you're... More time to spend on the sideline, get cold and, and and play mind tricks with yourself. So for, for me as a as a kicker-punter, uh it, it was all about being there with teammates, being in the game and in the moment. And um, again, I, that might have been my downfall. That's why my, my my kicking uh only lasted two instead of four years. <laughs> I missed a few uh, extra points, missed some missed some some field goals. I stuck to punting because the intensity level of punting. Yeah, you know, it was getting the ball as high and as far down as he could it was a big deal. Kicking's a different animal now.
0: When you say respect from your teammates, mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to paint a negative picture of specialists. Because it's been a minute since I actually played football and it was only at the high school level. But and of course at high school, you know, it's usually the quarterback or, or someone who handles yeah. the kicking, right? So of course we respect that person. The number of college football practices I've been to, though, know, over the years now, it's been a few. Mm-hmm. The specialists are usually by themselves.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. Usually, and as they should be, they should be working on what's going on. But I could be, I could see how, you know, a, a Terrence Holt might be going through the all of the paces and look over there and be like, "What the hell is Herbert yeah, up cares. to?" Yeah, Those yeah, kickers. So, right. so how did you find a way? Because uh, you mentioned the respect that Chris had. Uh, How did you find a way to to try to convince your teammates, hey, man, I'm over here working too, I promise, because you don't want me to screw up catching this snap. You don't Mm -hmm. want me to shank this punt. I don't need to be over there running uh, 110s with you. I need to be over here figuring this thing out.
1: It was. It was running those 110s. That's that's how you got there? It was. was It had nothing to do with the position. It had to do with busting your ass just alongside everybody else. You may not be as strong, may not be as quick, but you know, your effort levels there, they see that, that speaks the world, right? And that's, that's where respect comes from offseason.
0: NC State does have a long line of good kickers. Yeah. And I think that got lost at the beginning of Dave's tenure. Um, you were with Kiker the kicker, yep. who I enjoyed tremendously. <laughs> Steven Hauschka, Mike Kofer. Yeah. Um, So there, there have been some guys come through here. But I think in that desert portion of, of Dave's, you know, the first six years of his tenure you're going was it hard for you to see what had happened to that position where you're like man and i'm sure you had empathy too i'm not i'm not trying to single anybody out because it was more than just one guy it was like it was like three or four guys in a row where you're like man they just can't 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 seem to make the layups here
1: i've seen both sides of it myself been on a roll been you know confident and and can't miss kind of mentality and also been (laughs) and seem like you're you're forever trying to shake bad habits kind of mentality and so yeah when we had a little uh you know downtime there with rotating through kickers and trying to find a groove um man it it, that's part of the game finding finding the right guy and uh, the the tough part is uh, if a guy who's on the struggle bus can quickly turn it around and and can go to a hot streak you know it's just that's the thing about us kickers, you know? <laughs> how strong you are, how how, uh, how fast you are, the, the measurables really just don't matter as much for a kicker. It's about who's going to show up on game day.
0: How long did it take you to mentally square that in that business, in the kicking business, A, you're going to have failures mm. and that you're going to have to handle those failures, even if it is in, in a game-determining situation? Because I'm guessing in high school, you, you had some moments where... Where you miss and you're like, it's hard to yeah. to handle that because you you were a big deal in high school for those who don't remember.
1: At what point do you accept the fact yeah. that uh, you're not always going to make it a kick, man? I never did. Really? <laughs> the hell no. Okay. No, no. I mean, you know, you want to be the best every time you're out there, and and you know, you're not going to blame it on a bad snap, bad hold. If it's a windy day, it don't matter. It's all about scoreboard. Scoreboards what counts and. Um, you know, I, I I hung up my my kicking punting cleats. Um, you know, and nobody's thrilled with the end of their career, right? Right. You know, you, you know get what, .001 come out of the Super Bowl win and, and then retire. You know, that, that don't happen. So, uh, you know, naturally, as a any competitive position you're in, you want to be the best every time you're out there. You don't want to see failure. So, um, <clears throat> at no point is it acceptable that you know, you're going to have good days and bad days. You want to have good days all the time. That's why it's the the mentality of an athlete.
0: All right. I want to go down memory lane. Oh boy. I have a couple questions Uh, for you, but first I need to pay a few bills. So we'll do a little advertising magic as we speak Mm -hmm. when we come back. Um, I don't, I won't make you do the Chuck Amato imitation, <laughs> but amazing. I definitely need a Chuck Amato story. I feel like I need an Olin yeah, Hannum maybe. story too, because All right. people may or on, may not on. remember the cowboy who was Phillip's backup there at the end of his career. That's right. uh, he became a little bit of a cult hero, uh-huh. uh, Olin Hannum. Right so so, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I definitely want to get into that too. And maybe even a recruiting story, if we want to get back to the Austin Herbert origin story too, because I feel like there might be something there as well. So we'll, 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 take this break. We'll come right back with Austin Herbert. You're selling a house. If you're buying a house, I've got the answer for you. Protect the value of your most important investment. Go to hometown Realty. It's myhtr.com. Barry Woodard and his crew more than 250 agents, six locations. Also, shout out to Barry and HTR sponsoring the water bottles at Garner football games. Look, man, there's no detail that's too small for hometown realty. All right. So go check them out. MyHTR.com. They're going to take care of all of your real estate needs. You, if you're trying to rent a place, they got you. You've got commercial needs, they've got you. Hometown Realty, check them out. Again, it's htr. And then, of course, once you buy a house, you're going to need some help closing on that house. And who do you need to call? Yes, I can hear you saying it through the speakers. Whitaker and Hamer, wh.lawyer. Josh Whitaker, big state fan. I know. I didn't think it was possible for state to have lawyers, but they do. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, more than 20 years experience. They have all of the G's covered. They have all of the offices that you're looking for, Goldsboro, Gastonia, Garner, you name it, Raleigh, they're there. Check them out at the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. Whether you're closing on a house, maybe you are not. A se- you need to sell a business, maybe you got some family law issues. Well, give Josh and Joe. Check them out at wh.lawyer.com. And you'll see him at some football games, too, this year. So give him a shout. Tell him, hey, man, heard the ad on Law of the Wolf. Love it. Thank you for supporting all of our OG podcasts. Everyone loves a good origin story. And, and we're here Law of the Wolf. If you haven't followed or downloaded or subscribed or done any of those things, if you're on YouTube, like right there, it's it's not that hard. Just, just click on the subscribe button there. Apple, Spotify, Google's, you name it, we're there. Of course, positive vibes only five stars only when we're doing our rating because this is the law of the wolf it's the real pack therapy do not accept any substitutions no one will accept the substitution from the carry legend austin cool. herbert all right so l- let's do the origin story first before we get into some of our favorite memories from the nc state 00 through '03s, threes aka the austin herbert years not never mind the, the philip rivers years so ah. we'll, we'll get into some of those stories but so you're at Carrie. All right.
1: Go, Ips, baby. You,
0: yes, you're at Carrie. And I said you were kind of a big deal. You were. Like, I remember the recruiting battle because while you ended up at NC State and while you're repping the Wolfpack to this day, that wasn't where you originally had committed or thought you were going to play your college football.
1: That's right, man. With the triangle guy. Uh, I actually had, had, I'll tell you, my, my recruiting story is wild for, for a kicker. You know, of any sort, to be recruited by you know Division One teams is is I, I was I was blessed, lucky. I don't know, lots of luck because uh, I'm getting offers from silly places. I guess I had some good showings, but there must be somebody behind the scenes pulling some strings because it, it, it really got silly in the end. There, like my, my, my junior year ago and and a senior year, but I, I wanted to stay local. My family's here, and yeah, um, you know, I actually had had committed. To Carolina, yeah. Uh, Forgive me, please. uh, I I had committed to Carolina. Carl Torbush uh, somehow, you know, almost got the best of me. Then he got fired, and I I withdrew my commitment to UNC. So, so I was back on even grounds. um, Was was talking to Clemson, and um, I was actually heading down to Clemson for a official visit, and. This was uh, January. I know this because uh, Florida State had just won the national championship, and then so so they announced Chuck Amato uh, is is coming to, to Raleigh. Well, I, I, I get a phone call. I'm I'm just about out of town, heading down to Clemson, and, and it's it's you know no other than Chuck. Said, Herbert, this is Chuck Amato. I want you to come down to Raleigh and see me. So, uh, made, made the trip on my way to Clemson and stuck in, uh, talked to Chuck for a few minutes and man, he just painted this vision. I was, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he, had just signed this guy out of Alabama, um, was his, his, number one recruit. And this guy, some tall, goofy white guy that, um, you know, apparently was a free safety and, and could throw the ball pretty well, Philip Rivers. Uh, so he just signed Rivers and, and, and was starting to you know, take the world by storm and, uh, Said, yeah, I want you to, you know, come in and and we we had this kicker at Florida State, Sebastian Janikowski, you know, he 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 would drink beer and eat pizza, and he was all American. You know, Lou Groza up, you know, took it all. I'm thinking, this is this is a coach who respects kickers let like kickers do what? what they want to do. I'm like, i like, I can dig this. So, uh, lo and behold, yeah, ended up signing with State. I still took a trip down to Clemson. That was a great great time. And um, but my heart was in Raleigh, and uh, the rest was history. Chuck. Uh, you know, he had me a hello. Just he a man with passion, and you know, you can tell it, it, a coach knew to the a program, they kind of got to stir and mix their own Kool-Aid, and, yeah. and then start serving it. Well, there was no Kool-Aid, man. It was just all in from Chuck. He, he, he you know, just lived, eat, breathe, everything, die in NC State, and it showed. So, from the start, and that that passion, you know, there's no way I was going anywhere else.
0: So you knew you would punt from the from the get go what were your what were you what were you thinking was going to happen what how you were going to play and like how did it kind of turn out
1: yeah so i was um primarily known as a kicker yeah uh but but uh kent passingham was uh, a rising senior was stud he, he coming off a good year and um there was you know no need to take over him he was sure fantastic
0: that first year okay
1: that's right so that was my true freshman i i kicked off and punted so um Man, did I quickly have to learn how to quickly catch a snap, situate that ball, get that punt off? Because the difference between kicking or excuse me, punting. I know this is a kicking show, but yeah. But difference between punting in high school versus college is about a half a second, and that half second. Is a 270 pound linebacker coming at you full steam, ready to steamroll you? It's an eternity, so,
0: is what eternity you're saying. You <laughs> That's exactly
1: right.
0: So, doesn't sound like smokes, it. Man. Maybe not on a podcast, but in punting, yeah. yes. Oh, no. Yes.
1: Man, that was an adjustment. So, so, so um, freshman year was uh, walked straight in and, and started punting and, and handling kickoff duty. One.
0: All right. So, oh, oh, you get there. Chuck's first year, you guys jump out the gate 4 0. Right. Rivers is something else oh, yeah. from the jump. Mm-hmm. Let's go with uh, let's go with when did you know that Philip was the real deal?
1: Oh, in in two days preseason, okay. man. Norm Chow had Rivers. He 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 got him his uh you know from high school diploma to to PhD in no time in in college football quarterback. He I don't him taking him onto our our kicker field you know other side of the world he had um he had dummies on the ground cones he had uh you know nets situated everywhere he was um taking rivers through abc's one two threes he was doing math arithmetic everything all at the same time just getting his mind thinking seven dimensional not not one dimensional can you throw this ball (laughs) right net Can you throw this ball into that net while you're jumping over cones, running through these test dummies, singing your ABCs, and and doing math? And and holy smokes, with that kind of coaching, I I think that was a huge impact on on Rivers early on. Gave him the confidence and and really helped him operate at a much faster speed.
0: It's probably my favorite Philip Rivers story, is that Norm Chow called Mike Holmgren, after that first camp and said, hey, uh, I think this quarterback's pretty good, but he has this kind of sidearm, you know, weird <laughs> delivery.
1: Uh-huh, we gotta
0: fix it. And Norm's like, should I fix it? Mm-hmm. And Mike Holmgren said, does it work? Hmm. And Norm's like, yeah. yeah. He goes. Don't, touch, Don't it. touch it. Don't touch it. That,
1: that weird, awkward delivery did well, too, <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, that, that quick delivery, meant the difference, I mean, several times would have been sacked, but ended up getting off some clutch passes. I
0: think uh, for you personally, I think I can remember the highlight of OO for you is going to be a fake punt.
1: Yeah, baby. That's
0: you, right. Your touchdown, yeah. you're, you could always tell, Philip, you had a higher career pass rating oh, than that's he did. Right. That's right, Mike. <laughs> one oh, one attempt, one touchdown, 81 yards to Adrian Wilson, of all people. That's right. That's right? right. Yeah, against Florida right. State. Let's let's not talk about the score of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what do you remember from, from that first year? You guys go 8 and 4, beat Minnesota, big comeback in the Micron PC Bowl, uh, beat Carolina for the first time in seven years that year mm-hmm. as well. Um, just some just some really good games that year. I'm just curious. 23 years later now, what oh, what still pops in your head when just, I ask you about oh you know, oh the,
1: the excitement in that locker room, man. This this was a whole new coaching staff coming in. They completely changed everything about the culture of the program. And man, you want to talk about a group of guys that were bought in, and in that locker room, uh, just the 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 intensity, the love for one another, the you know, Chuck just had a way. It's, it's that 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 Italian wear your heart on your sleeve man. He he he'd cry in front of us. He'd laugh in front of us. He would just you know really get the guys to buy in. So that that if I if I gotta take one takeaway from that season, it was just the 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 brotherhood, the the brotherhood that he created. Of, of, you know, bunch of guys, not certainly not strangers because they'd, they'd been playing together. For sure. But you know, just you're, you're one up in it when you're, um, you're under Chuck's, uh, leadership, <laughs> yeah. you know, that intensity level. So yeah, that, that the, how he turned things around and how quickly.
0: Also not a lot was expected of that team because nobody knew who Phillip was, mm-hmm. not publicly anyway. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I remember Jose Lariano was supposed to be the quarterback. I remember that Who's name. That? Right. <laughs> um, but so, to start the way that they, that you did, to beat Carolina the way that you did with Phillip catching the touchdown and everything else that happened. And, again, the bowl game was a spectacular comeback, big yeah. win. Right. So you come back the next year, then there is much expected. That's right. And lose to Bunning and Carolina in early, at home, in an ugly yeah. defensive game because your defense was starting to come up a little bit at that time, and Carolina had peppers – he had some kind of game against uh God, against you. I mean, right. it was ridiculous. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Um that season though, what what where do you think it might have – because you beat you beat Florida State that year well yeah. down there? So, so maybe that's play. the yeah, one on Tallahassee. Yeah, not
1: raise some eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was when I learned um state shit.
0: Yeah. I call it the law of the wolf. When you expect the most, you get the least. When you expect the least, you get the most. That's right. I mean, you lived it. You uh, saw I it. I, really, really <laughs> really I don't, I, I don't have to explain it to you. Yeah. What What part of it was shitty? Just, just the, the expectations part of yeah, it or just, yeah,
1: that's right. Just, just the let down the, the, you know, we, we believed going into every single game that we were unstoppable mm-hmm. and um, you know, it, we got stopped, right. It was, it was just sobered us up and and helped us learn to, Buckle down and, and uh, right. not take anything for granted. Cause freshman year, that two thousand season, man, everything went our way. And just, well, not everything,
0: but rainbows and lollipops. Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. It's not <laughs> cupcakes and butterflies and rainbows and lollipops. That's right. You've Got to earn <laughs> every inch on that football field. And that was that was two thousand one season.
0: All right. Well, let's get to the highlights then, and um, let's do this thing. Uh, but first, we'll take one more commercial break. And we'll be right back to Law of the Wolf right after this. You're looking for some great merch this college football season. You want to be decked out in the best NC State stuff you can find. I've got you covered. Home Field Apparel. HomeFieldApparel.com. Get the best vintage NC State Shirts, hoodies, hats, you name it. They have it even better. Use the code OG23. Get 15% off that first order. So go to homefieldapparel.com. Go into the schools. Click on NC State. Get yourself a Pack Power T-shirt. Yeah, you remember those from 83. Get yourself the best merch there is, the most comfortable hoodies there are. They have them. Homefieldapparel.com. And again, use that code og 23, get yourself 15% off. You'll be all set for that Notre Dame opener at Carter Finley stadium. And while you're out at Carter Finley stadium this season, you know, who's there breeze through. That's right. Get yourself a tumbler. lifetime refills of the tumbler. Are you kidding? All your sodas, coffee, 20 bucks. Get this. You'll be set all season. Maybe you got ice needs. Maybe you got hydration needs for the tailgate. Maybe you need beer. They got a beer cave there, right there. Edwards Mill, Trinity, right at Caddy Corner from PNC Arena, Carter Finley Stadium. You cannot miss it. You've already been there. Now you know they're big supporters of the OG. Now you know you go get that Lifetime Tumbler, right? Can't win. You got to win this one on the OG, but get yourself a Tumbler. Get yourself all of your tailgate needs. Wherever you go this college football season, Breeze Through has you covered. <laughs> Happy this week. Football's back. Happy this week to have Austin Herbert, Carrie Legend, join us here on Law of the Wolf. Once again, if you're not following or subscribing or rating or download, do that right now. Get over there to Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it, we're there. And of course, five stars only. So, Austin, let's get to the highlights now because O2, NC State's been playing football a, a really long time. And, and only one time in all of that really long time have they won double digits, and it was 2002. NC State goes 11-3. and three. 11 wins, beat Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. We're going to see Notre Dame. Those memories always come up when NC State and Notre Dame play. You're going to see them and highlights of that game for sure. Mm, right. And incredible. we'll get a, we'll get a, a D'Antonio Burnett Under star Dan, of Thunder right. because Dan Thunder's yeah. our guy, one of your former Bring teammates. For yes. Team. <laughs> in <a> weeks.
1: <laughs>
0: um, that 03 year. So you have the 01, which was disappointing in the sense that, you know, you had so many good things happen in, in, oh, seven and five, you're losing the ball game to pit. Coming to that next year. Now you got Philip in his third year. You know um, Jericho Catre. Uh, now everybody knows who he is. Right. Thunder going into his senior year. Terrence Holt going into his senior year. Defense, man. Yeah, the defense was oh, was nice. really uh, like that Florida familiar. speed, and mm-hmm. they could hit you. And Chuck was kind of hitting his stride there, uh-huh. um, recruiting wise, and really kind of building on right. some of that early success that you guys had from that Oo season. So. Let's 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 do highlights, Julio. Highlights. <laughs> you start that season, guns blazing. Uh what what stands out? It's gotta be the Clemson game, right? Yeah,
1: that's when <laughs> TA hit his stride, man. Yeah. So so Clemson game was huge. Thirty eight
0: six. That was a Thursday night game. That gets you to nine and zero.
1: Yeah, we are on fire. We, we were on fire. That was probably top of the world. That that was Thursday, mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday night game down there. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: which doesn't happen very often in NC yeah. State history. Right. Tory Holt did it once, <laughs> but doesn't happen very often. What what do you remember? Just about running hot, and I, I always remember the Chuck uh, Sopranos spoof at the start of the. I think it was the Georgia Tech game, um, but that start that year, they, the Texas Tech game so much heat i just remember how hot it was for for that game
1: that era i, I just remember the the off-field level excitement you know mm-hmm. 2000 2001 you know there was some buzz there was excitement um
0: the murphy center was opening the stadium right, yeah. was changing uh-huh. yep yeah i mean it was really Still modernizing mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah yeah so so really starting to catch on we we're kind of starting to catch on the national eye and and man that 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 Chuck the chest Kool-Aid tastes better than ever. We were so bought in, and and the, the you know, more interviews than ever before. More, you know, we were signing more autographs, and um, it was just wild time. Yeah, you know, that,
0: that. would have been nice to have nil back then, even for the punter, uh, right? right? <laughs> yeah,
1: it would have been nice. Yeah, we had a lot more personality back there. Yeah, probably probably could have turned some bucks from that. <laughs> but hey, scholarship was was fine and well. Yeah, but man, yeah. that was a an exciting time we, we we believed more in ourselves um soon. we nobody could stop us mm-hmm. period I mean, we we walking into to clemson you know they were they were top 10. they were um you know, no doubt supposed to beat us um and you got the final score there a oh, 38-6 that's right Got the final score there
0: a 38 6. That's right. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually, Phillip didn't play great in that game. That was more of a defensive and, and TA kind of game where you were like, oh, wait a second. State is not only really good, but it's not just the Phillip River show.
1: Yeah. A run game. That, that, that was again when TA broke out. I specifically remember he, he broke through, uh, got in the secondary, and two linebackers knocked him out of the way, ran 40 yards downhill for a touchdown. That that play was a, I'd say, a breakout moment for
0: him. How should we remember TA's career? Because people are people can be split yeah. on TA.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Rightfully so, man. Damn, he's such a good athlete, such a stud. Just didn't didn't want to didn't want to train, didn't want to put in the, the the off hours. Didn't want to, you know, he he could do anything he put his mind to, and I saw, yeah. him, saw him do it. But you know, ultimately, he was a guy who had all the blessings in the world, and and once he finally got challenged for the first time and that was at his height of uh shoot that was when he was nfl preseason right? yeah when he was going through that was really the first time he actually had to buckle down and make a, a, a decision on if he was going to stick with it or you know hit the road i mean ta best damn running back i ever seen and
0: Didn't play and played that year with a broken hand Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, tough as nails,
1: man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah,
0: tough. That's uh, the part where I think people get a little confused oh, about TA. That's right.
1: That's right. Oh,
0: he fumbled. He did this. He did that. And it's like, buddy, yeah. put up huge numbers that year and he wasn't even healthy. And wasn't it was all, yeah. Like, oh,
1: yeah. Not to mention, he had a hip. He had a hammy. He had, a, he had all kinds of. Um, yeah, to
0: I'm your sorry. point, probably because you're not putting in the, yeah, the, right. the appropriate work on the offseason to be ready. But when you're. Touchdown anytime, and you set all the records that they did in high school. Yeah, things come easy to you. That's
1: exactly right.
0: You know, even as freshman year, you're like, oh, this is this is easy. What are you guys talking about? So you get to the Georgia Tech game. I don't mean to do this, (laughs) but right, like, is that the one, or or do you think Maryland or uh, Virginia? I barely. I barely remember the Virginia game, only because it was juxtaposed with the next year where it was Matt Schaub. Matt Shaw played on that team, too, but the next year was this mm-hmm. wild shootout, right? But the 02 season was 14-9 to up at their place.
1: Couldn't get it going. Yeah, yep.
0: and the Maryland loss. But I, the Georgia Tech was the one that took the the pin that took the air uh-huh. out of the room yeah, with Williams. that. So. It just seemed like you guys yep. – didn't yeah. recover until check. FSU yeah. at home.
1: But three 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 quick uh, losses that set us back then.
0: Yeah. You, you guys should have won the ACC that year. I'm not like breaking news to you, right? Nope. Yeah. I'm not being overly harsh as I've been accused <laughs> of it in the past. Bring it.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> really, really. Own it. Own it. It's you know, another sobering reality of college football. Yeah. We got high and mighty on ourselves. We saw all kinds of success and, and, you yeah. should happen
0: to recover, though, with starting with the Florida State game at home and to beat them to get to that 10th win. Mm-hmm. And then, to I mean, it was Notre Dame. And I know some people sometimes can be a little bit confused about who Notre Dame is and what their place is in college football. They haven't won the national championship since 1988. And I get that. But playing them in 2002 that year and had ne- NC State and Notre Dame had never played before. It was the Gator Bowl. It was a New Year's Day game. It was a huge spotlight um, for you guys to recover that way. Beat FSU. It beat FSU again, by the way, because you you became the first ACC team to beat FSU twice. Mm-hmm. Then you became the first time. To, yeah. Then you became the first team to beat them there. Then you became the first team to beat them three times. So don't want to diminish the value of that FSU win. It also turned out to be the tenth. It's only been done once in school history. So you're salvaging. Yeah, and now yeah. all of a sudden you get to the bowl game and you got to feel like that's a that's bone a cherry, pick, right?
1: Yeah. Well, we had a bone to pick. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, I mean, Vegas didn't believe in us. You know, that, I don't know what the line was, but we were yeah. waxed. Right? Yeah. I mean, there was no chance NC State could get what was their quarterback. Um, uh, 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 Carlisle.
0: Carlisle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he was a stud. Had some stud receivers, and well. Lo and behold, an old Thunder Dang came in first quarter. <laughs> yes, and, and hit and them out on the goal line, man. And they,
0: they couldn't get a first down, and that, yeah, was, that was one of those was, dominant we, defensive performances.
1: We we put put people on notice that game. I mean, that, yeah. that was on the national stage. That was yeah, like I said, New Year's Day bowl game. That's that was that was against um, Notre
0: Dame. Exactly. exactly. Regardless of it's whatever you think it of them.
1: That's right, and and Wolfpack showed up that day. I, I, I was in punter. I punted one time that year. In the I
0: was going to yeah, say, it's yeah, probably yeah, your favorite game, but you, <laughs> yeah, you did the least yeah. in. Rivers got it done. Yeah. Boys, uh, I mean,
1: offense was just pounding. pounding, pounding you pounding.
0: kicked that year, too. Some. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. Some lots of kickoffs, some field goals. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was there a, Was there one of your field goals? I know the favorite memory is the touchdown pass, but was there a field goal you kicked that year that? stands out to you uh
1: you know i'd say texas tech uh was i think it was that year yeah it was my longest career field goal was uh, i think it was a 42 yarder um i I, believe it or not never got in for a a long kick Uh, back in high school that was kind of my mo but um yeah so hit hit three for three at texas tech was was as a kicker my highlight like.
0: Was there a difference in your mind kicking into the Murphy Center end, or the R, or the back then the RBC Center end?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that. So Murphy Center came up my sophomore year. So junior, junior year was my first season. It definitely changed things. That whirlwind mm-hmm. started showing up, and um, yeah, always preferred kicking into you know where uh, the scoreboard is now. Uh, um, they have those big old uh, oversized speakers on that that old building before but yeah that always keep between those two speakers where that was the, <laughs> the the mo down there on the murph side though man you started to get some crosswind and and i bet you it's even more now because they've got the, yeah the, the even more bleachers built up that does make a difference it you know everything makes a difference as a kicker <laughs> but yeah kicking kicking into the, the the murph was um it was nice because you got a backdrop so you, you, you can Point out, hey, there's that guy in the red hat. That's what I'm aiming at, right? Didn't have that on the other side, but a little more, a little more action up in the air, a little more breeze going into the, into the Murphy.
0: All right, now, now we get to the punting highlight of your career, mm. the world famous punt fumble that <laughs> Chuck called. It was a called play, right? At Ohio yeah. State, 0-3, the horseshoe.
1: Yep, yep. Um, down
0: ten, I think you're you're down fourteen or ten, and he punts. I'm like, what is he doing? And then you get the punt fumble. You get the ball back, you score, you get that thing into, into overtime.
1: I will tell you from that Ohio State game, what, what sticks out for me, uh the, the the punt fumble was was an exciting one. Uh, this is me just yeah. selfishly as a as a kicker punter, uh one of the most mineral moments of that game, man. Yeah. It was the first possession, you know. they AJ Hawk, you know I got yeah. a linebacker. Yeah. I was just a monster. Third down, they sack, he sacks Rivers on, like, the, the three-yard line. This is inside the shoe, so, you know, the loudest part of that stadium. And it play, the place is rocking. It. it I, I get out on the field to, to punt. I'm staying in the back of the end zone. It is so loud, man. I see sound waves between me and my snapper, Danny Young. Like, I, I'm not seeing the ball. <laughs> I'm just seeing It's like being on a jet runway. It was so incredibly loud of that place and uh, somehow got the snap, got the punt off. It was a decent punt, but, man, that to me is –
0: I mean, triple overtime, 44-30, and I know you guys didn't win the game, but is it the most memorable game you played in? No doubt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we and they won the the national championship the year before. Exactly. Another another moment we weren't expecting to do much. We carried them through the very end. some would say we we, we could have we should have won, but yeah. <laughs> anyhow,
0: anyhow, I I argue to this day if Chuck had gone for two at the end of regulation, he'd still be NC. He would have been NC State's coach for twenty years.
1: That, um, that, hell yeah! Think about oh, how oh,
0: oh yeah. No think doubt. about how people like love Tom Osborne, and I know he got his, mm-hmm. but it was to the even when even when he retired. Was, you remember one time he went for two to try <laughs> to win the national championship, but it was like couldn't have blamed him. Yeah, we you were, know,
1: sure, yeah, on the road at the end had the opportunity. But look, we we lose that game. We coming off the field into the locker room. It felt like we won. Only, of course, we didn't win. Right. We were we we left on the field. Chuck Chuck comes in. We were you know kind of you know, of course down on yourself, didn't yeah. and He comes in after post game interviews and he's got this ear to ear grin. He's like, "Boys, y'all had that. Y'all just one. We we went wild." I mean, if it, it, wild to think that you can lose the game and still be that excited but man that was Ohio State defending national championship champions that was that was a that was a, by far the best loss ever yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean another moment to put, put the country on notice
0: let's get out of here because I promised an Olin Hannum story uh-huh. uh, for those who don't remember Olin Hannum was a backup he was a junior college transfer yeah pretty sure it was from Wyoming or Montana? Midwest, yeah, man, I couldn't
1: even tell you. <laughs> One of those two.
0: Country, and and he was cowboy as cowboy gets, uh-huh, right? That's right. And he never passed. And and that 03 season, a lot of it after some of those losses became, all right, let's make sure Philip gets every potential record he could possibly set. Yeah, yeah that's right. Which he did. He set a uh, you know a handful of ACC and NCAA records. So he did not get a, to see a ton of Olin Hannum, mm-hmm. old number 19. Sad, but that's- when we did – he would do something interesting, Every, oh, yeah. and he and he was a character. So there's got to uh-huh. be a there's got to be Nolan Hammond story that yeah for me.
1: Utility player in Lord, man. Yeah, yeah. He he would do it all. But right now, the story I'll tell you okay. that, that had nothing to do with, with football. Okay. Man. Classic kicker punter thing. <laughs> We're bojangles on a Saturday Sunday after a game, and and um, it's in the drive-through. Out walk a few few ducks. Sure enough, guy's got his lasso in the trunk,
0: in the car, in, 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 in the in the truck. <laughs> in, 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 that's right. That's yeah,
1: right. he he disappears. Get out. Gets out of the car, and we're just you know ripping it up in the car and hanging out. And next thing you know, we see him running down the parking lot. He's got a lasso in hand, lassos
0: a dog. <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs>
1: yep, yep, yep. Back in that day, it was probably still the case. They, they had to have a a, a cop on Western Boulevard to direct traffic. Sure. So they had some words with Olin Hanum for last in a duck in the Bojangles parking lot. So he got done on and off the field. I don't
0: I don't know how we don't end on that, but you, you've you've stayed here in, in the triangle from Carrie, played at state. You've stayed in the triangle. Let's give a little plug to to what you've been up to with, yeah, with the mortgage yeah. business.
1: I've been doing home loans here in the triangle for for many Wolfpack Faithful and, and uh you know, my family and friends for the last uh, 20 years just started my own company a couple of years ago, Lighthouse Lending. So um, yeah. if you're looking for a, a mortgage lender, give me a shout.
0: Get a, a website. Come on, there. do this right. At
1: lighthouselending.com. <laughs> I'm not used to doing these <laughs> on, on camera, man. I'm to brush up. Let's get it right, <laughs> Lighthouselending. man. Lighthouselending.com.
0: Austin, appreciate it. I know you're going to keep up with Wolfpack this season. I'll have to check back in with you when it comes to some of these kicking and punting issues. Mm-hmm. But you're now officially with my man Mark Pramani Asti Pramani yeah, you yeah, now yeah. you are now in the OG bullpen of uh, right of kicking specialists appreciate so pre-
1: you having me on yes yeah, but been, been a lot of fun go back play Wolfpack ain't for soft it ain't for soft people